a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is then a sanctification, is a daily drowning of the flesh and, the, and a daily rising again of the new man to life. And that is what we call repentance. The law comes to us and shows us our sin, and then the gospel comes and, and forgives our sins, and, and, and by that the new man rises daily to life. The point is the forgiveness of sins. I mean, I, I wonder if the gospel was preached in that gray old church. I wonder if the sacraments were rightly administered. Because if it was, that's the point. I wonder if those gray old people needed the forgiveness of sins. It's like putting Vaseline in your eyes before reading the New Testament to be a dispensation. Because <laughs> you can't tell anyway what's up and down. So. You're just trying to get on the Facebook quote page. Lowering the expectations for disappointment week after week, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Suddenly, it's it's not so hard to be disappointed anymore after listening to Table Talk no, Radio. No, don't you remember? We, we we achieved, last week, from the listener, we achieved mediocrity. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Our big triumph? <laughs> yes, that is exciting. Oh. That's exciting news. We uh, are exciting now mediocre news, everyone. Here. Some of you, some of you listeners, might not have noticed our change from completely unmediocre to mediocrity, <laughs> but it apparently it happened about a month ago. Right, <laughs> right, <Yes>. right. <laughs> I missed that too. <laughs> I was expecting it. <laughs> I, I I thought we were still down there, but I guess no, we're, we're here mediocrity. Okay, well today's table talk radio contains some church sign theology. Uh, and name yeah. that church body according to their website, uh, and then ending up with some law and or gospel Bible B with epiphany texts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but first, but first, we have uh, the Theopedia version of buzzwords. I have the <laughs> anti-Theopedia version of buzzwords. <laughs> I uh, I got a great one on here. I, my random random article came up with a beauty first out, right out of the box here. Let's hear my, it. My, oh, these these Calvinists come through for me every time. Uh, and I'm, but we might have used this before. I'm not sure. I never check anymore. It is semi-Pelagianism. Have we used that? Probably. Semi-Pelagianism? Let's get the Calvinist definition. The semi-Pelagianism, a moderated form of Pelagianism taught by a man who retained the ability to seek God in and of himself apart from any movement of God's grace. Pelagianism denied any real effect of original sin on human nature. Semi-Pelagianism admitted that man's nature was injured by original sin but maintained that man still has a free will and the ability to cooperate with God, God's grace in the salvation process. Uh, the uh -huh. word appears to have been coined between 1590 and 1600 in connection with Molina's doctrine of grace in which opponents believe they saw a close resemblance to the heresy of the monks of southern Gaul at Marcel in the 5th century that they termed semi-Pelagianism. All right. Um, very good. Well, my theological buzzword I didn't get from Theopedia, uh, but I entered it in to see if it was in there. And this uh, theological buzzword does not appear on the website, Theopedia. Oh, so dear listener, you, you can't just uh, stop listening to Table Talk. 
and just hit random article on Theopedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Theopedia does not yet replace Table Talk Radio. Not yet. Give them a couple <laughs> weeks. All right. Uh, well, my, uh, my, my theological buzz phrase is a Latin uh, phrase for you, Pastor. I kill the Latin ones. <laughs> it is genus idiomaticum. Oh. So uh, this is uh, the, the uh, attributes of both uh, God and man being uh, predicated in the person of uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and so uh, Nestorius kind of hated this this genus. <laughs> he didn't like it so much. But this is where... That's why the Calvinists don't have yeah, it on no. websites. <laughs> Calvinists are not Nestorian, remember? Wink, wink. <laughs> That's a straw man. No, 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 no. Wink, wink. no, no you're, you're best friends with the Calvinists now. Do you want to tell people about your blog? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because I, I have a, uh, the Worldwide Wolfmuller, the new blog. <laughs> I don't you like So I'm, I'm coming, if I get three or four more, then I'll be competing with all the Calvinist pastors. It's uh, predestined to happen, I'm sure. Yeah. If you, I, I, why don't you go to wolfmuller.wordpress.com, and you, that's the Worldwide Wolfmuller. Yes. So I'll, I'm thinking about shutting it down because... I had the one goal of winning the issues etc. blog of the week, and and so we did that last week. So now I'm thinking about. Did you get it? Did you win? Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, now did you actually post anything good, <laughs> they, or did you just? They hey, felt, they hey felt guys, sorry for I me. need some attention. Please, <laughs> yeah, that's right. more, more, more attention. I, I, uh, uh, they felt bad for me because I continually get walloped in the uh, what is that game? Soundbite of the week. Right. Yeah. Right. I even get walloped when we play that on our own show. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. This is my consolation prize. Isn't that the reason you wanted to have your own radio show so you could win at games yeah, yeah. and then those? Like yeah, it. that's right. That's right. See how well that's come out. <laughs> you, you're the one that came up with this idea of Iron Preacher. And when's the last time you uh, won at that game? I don't know. I know. So I had to go home and I say to my kids, "Hey, kids, you know, want to play Scrabble?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the only way that works out. What's that game with all the trivia? Uh, Table Talk Jeopardy? No, 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 the the board game. Anyway. Uh, I got nothing. A, uh, you need to pick a game where, th- where they have no idea. They have, have nothing. Well, yeah, that's right. It's like uh, 1970s Trivial Pursuit. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So genus idiomaticum. The, 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 by the way, the Latin idiomaticum comes from the comes from the uh, Greek idios, which means pertaining to itself, right? So that each of the natures retains its own uh, unique attributes. That's the genus idiomaticum, huh? Right. All right. Uh, the t- we're talking about the two natures of Christ. There's the three genuses or genuses. Um, and they, so you have this one, and then the genus apostolismaticum, and then the genus myostaticum. Uh, those are the three. So, the, and these, these, by the way, were crafted by our good friend Martin Chemnitz. He, th- this is, I, I think, this is a marvelous little thing to note: is that the Lutherans were making, they were, uh, they were making progress on the discussion of the two natures of Christ. I mean, they had to because of their fighting against the Calvinists and their doctrine of the Lord's Supper, so that. The, the Lutherans are even kind of adding to the theological language that uh, this is. So this is a language that hadn't existed before, and they and they pulled it out. So it's wonderful. Well, are there any church signs with uh, with oh, yeah. okay, these terms on, on them? Latin, you know, come here about the genus Maestaticum. At I, that'd be I, a good church sign. Yeah, here, here's a <laughs> that would we'd have to put out the folding chairs, you know, to make room. <laughs> 
Oh, we got a lot of church signs here on our uh, church sign theology page on our Facebook fan page. We have about twelve or thirteen fans now posting like uh, mad people. Here, here's here's uh, <laughs> let's see here. Here's one. Uh, seen while driving through West Virginia. Thanks to Daryl for these signs. When two people quarrel, both are wrong. Didn't even know that. I didn't know that either. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> so, like when uh, when Arius quarreled like, with dry... the Council of Nicaea. Yeah, that's right. Those when God wrong. quarreled with Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> we, you, uh, this is driving through some Amish territory or something, you know, some sort of pacifist sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a <laughs> it's like a. Uh, a fight in the schoolyard of an Amish schoolhouse. No one ever throws the fir- the first punch. It's like, huh, you go. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever throws the first punch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You would never, I think, want to get w- uh, in a fight with the prophets, you know, of old. John, the, you would not. I don't think you'd want to get in a scrap with a guy like John the Baptist, because I don't think he would be. He would be hesitating to. St- Strike first. Yeah. Well, his uh, his apparel would scare you off in the first place, anyway. Right. And his breath, you know. Yeah. Breath. <laughs> yeah that's right. Here's another one. Daryl says, also through West Virginia, I presume. Want God to take you to heaven? Sign up here. Ooh. <laughs> right. Wow. They've got the Book of Life right there at that church. Yeah, I know. Their membership book is the Lamb's <laughs> Book of Life written on the front. Or is it the guest book? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a third one. This is one one of these. It must have been one of these things where you drive down the the uh, you drive down the street and there's a sign and then another one and then another one. You know, so it has this. And so the first one says membership. Second one has its third side privileges. So that's making you think of what, like American Express or something. Right, right, right. And then the last one, eternal life. Ooh. So all I got to do is be a member of this church and I can be. I can now, have where's my law gospel book? Hold on a minute. Because there's a thesis in the... Uh, Walter makes this pretty clear, because Lutherans accuse people of this sort of nonsense. Yeah. They say, you, you, know the, you know the old joke of where you're getting a tour of heaven and, and you're walking by and, you know, there's the Pentecostal room, they're going all berserk, and then there's the Southern Baptist room and uh, they don't know what to do because everyone there's already made a decision for Christ. And then you go by the next room and they say, hey, you got to be real quiet. That's where the Lutherans are. <laughs> they think they're the only ones up here. You know? ho. <laughs> But this is what these that's wrong. That's a that's that's going against uh, the doctrine of the church, but here this is in this uh, business here it's what it's saying, you know. Church membership is the equivalent of eternal life and it's not true to be a member of Christ is to have eternal life. To trust in him uh, is to have life eternal. That's right. Well, uh uh, before we went on the air, we were supposed to play a bumper sticker theology, and then Pastor Wolfinger called a audible with church sign theology. So we'll bump out. We still out get our favorite bump out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But after this commercial break, we're going to play Name That Church Body According to Their Website, and Pastor Wolfinger is a contestant for that. Don't go away. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. How do you figure to free Tibet with that sticker on your red Corvette? If you want to free the people, then you got to free your mind. If you want to change the world, you got to change your insides. How can you say that mean people suck? Because when he cut you off, well, you flicked him off. It seems like you're the one who's mean. Can't fight fire with fire, just let it be. Do the bumper stickers on your car 
do no other. Table Talk Radio. Baptism is such a wonderful gift from the Lord Jesus that I've been disappointed for the past five and a half years about the dinky little baptismal certificates that we give to the children and adults that are baptized. Remember those great, old, fantastic, artistic certificates that our grandparents used to get? Why not have something like that? I know there's a few available out there, but I I got together with a friend of mine who's a graphic designer, and we put together, I I think it's a beautiful design. Uh, You can see it at wolfsoncreative.com. It's it has the four catechism verses. It has artwork from the Old Testament and the New Testament with Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River by John featured at the top. It's and it's electronic, so you can print out if you're a church and you have the ability to print on an 11 by 17 copy machine. You can print these out as many as you want. You can even input the information electronically. Uh, we started a little company to distribute this thing. It's WolfsonCreative.com is the website. And for $35, you can have this uh, electronic baptismal certificate and print as many as you want. I, I hope this will be a benefit uh, to the church and to the Lord's people uh, to have something available at this very affordable price. If you're interested, you can, again, visit the website, WolfsonCreative.com, W-O-L-F-S-O-N, Creative. C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E dot com, or you can email me, brian at wolfsoncreative.com. If you have questions about this, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Let's find a church, anyone will work, be a Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Episcopalian. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are getting ready to play some Name That Church Body, but Pastor Wolfman has one more. Yeah, we were just playing. We were playing church signs, and this I think is a beautiful church sign. You ready? Ice Cream Social, October seventeenth. That's it. That's it. Hey, here, here. By the way, here's by the way the thesis that we were talking about. Thesis 20 of Walther's Law and Gospel. You are not rightly distinguishing law and gospel in the Word of God if a person's salvation is made to depend on his association with the visible Orthodox Church, and if you claim that salvation is denied to every person erring in any article of faith. So that this, so that being a member of the Church, and or saying being a member of the true Church, is not. Uh, a condition of salvation. The Lord is able to save people outside of the visible church, just not apart from the, well, I don't know, there's not really a better name for it, the invisible church. That, that is all the, the number of believers who have faith. In fact, here, here here's the problem. Uh, it's, it, it's faith that makes, uh, that is the definition of the church, so, so that the church is all those who have faith in Christ. So the church is the result of um, the Lord Jesus through the Word of God creating faith in the hearts of men. So it's a chicken and the egg sort of thing. It's not like here's the church and now I become a part of it to be saved. No. It's here. Here is the here's the promise of forgiveness. Here's the death and resurrection of Jesus, and I become a part of that and am saved, and then am a member of the church. Do you think it's safe to say though that uh, and maybe this is a little idealistic? But do you think it's safe to say that the the membership roles of, of your individual congregation should be a reflection of those uh, who are in heaven? Or maybe put it this way, the reflection of those who, who have faith. So that uh, when, when um, you know, you, you have members who haven't been to church in 40 years and you want to go to them and say, hey, look, you, you, know, you if you don't, I don't, I don't know how to say this pastorally, but, but you know, Christians who... Uh, possess the gift of faith should make regular use of the means of grace. Um, oh yeah, of course. And so then, yeah, so yeah. then, you know, uh, 
Uh, churches from time even, to time have to uh, you know trim up their their membership roles because those who who just don't come. Well, yeah, that's right. But but even though there are those, and we know this from the Lord's parable, the kingdom parables, Matthew 13, that the, that there are those who come to church uh, that aren't members of Christ. They're members of the church, but they aren't members of of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the, and this the hypocrites. Now, we, and you can't go trying to prune off the hypocrite uh, because you just don't know. So, so you that's a in, that, that's why Jesus tells the parable. The remember the tares, the the wheat and the tares. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to go pluck up all the hypocrites. Mm. Clean them up all out of here. No, Jesus says that that's uh, the job of the angels at the end, not not your job. Let them grow together. Good. So, all right. Well, although that I should say, I, I should qualify that because that's talking about not the church necessarily, but the world that they'll all be together. But it, we see the uh, the similar thing in the visible church. Uh, uh, that that um, that there will always be unbelievers mixed in with the believers. So, good. Okay. All so right. What are we doing now? Name we are that doing... church body, and I uh, have just a laundry oh, yeah, yeah. list of options for you to pick from uh, from the, for this church body. Uh, they have, uh, let's see here, 28 different categories on their statement of beliefs. And uh, it, I was, if there's 29, that'd make it a, almost a little too easy. <laughs> you know, well, uh, I, because of this grueling list, I uh, submitted a, a, a email to you this morning, so you can just look at this email and pick uh, maybe three right. of those that you want to hear from. I was I was checking the Facebook fan page. Let me go back to the email here. And, uh, <laughs> I thought you'd check your email during the show anyway. So. Well, I did have it open, but I let me go to the right thing. I didn't uh, think it was much of a stretch for you to. Here it is. Okay, got it. Okay. Holy Trinity. Oh, Holy Scriptures. Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creation. Ah, great. What about this? Number eight. Great controversy. Ah. All right. What is this? Is number eight. Great controversy. All humanity is now involved in a great controversy between Christ and Satan regarding the character of God, his law, and his sovereignty over the universe. This conflict originated in heaven when a, when a created being, endowed with free, freedom of choice in self-exaltation, became Satan, God's adversary, and led into rebellion a portion of the angels. He introduced the spirit of rebellion into this world when he led Adam and Eve into sin. This human sin resulted in the distortion of the image of God in humanity, the disordering of the created world, and its eventual devastation at the time of the worldwide flood. Observed by the whole creation, this world became the arena of the universal conflict, uh, out of which the God of love will ultimately be vindicated. To assist hmm. his people in this controversy, Christ sends his uh, Christ sends the Holy Spirit and the loyal angels to guide, protect, and sustain them in the way of salvation. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> um, there's a few other here. Let's see, experience of salvation growing in Christ. Wait, does that does that not does that not uh, you know, ring I, any I bells or anything? No, I, I don't. I mean, it. I mean, there's a few things that are slightly questionable in there, like um, that the image of God was distorted. That language of distortion rather than lost mm-hmm. uh, is going to be is going to kind of tilt this away from the Calvinist uh, Lutheran arena towards the more Arminian semi-Pelagian uh, business. Um, but I, other than that, I don't. I mean, I don't know to, to, to put the whole thing in this um, in the. Uh, the whole world in this picture, this kind of great cosmic battle. I, I mean, I guess it's 
it's fine. Um, I mean, the, as long as we have the Lord winning. Here, give, give me art number four on the sun. This will be a chance I can use my buzzwords. <laughs> okay. Uh, God, the eternal Son, became incarnate in Jesus Christ. Through him, all things were created. The character of God is revealed. The salvation of humanity is accomplished, and the world is judged. Forever truly God, he became also truly man, Jesus the Christ. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He lived and experienced temptation as a human being, but perfectly exemplified the righteousness and love of God. By his miracles, he manifested God's power and attested as God's promised Messiah. He suffered and died voluntarily on the cross for our sins and in our place, was raised from the dead and ascended to, <laughs> ascended to minister in the heavenly sanctuary on our behalf. He will come again in glory for the final deliverance of his people and the restoration of all things. That sounds good. I didn't hear anything wrong in there. Did you? I, w- I want, um, does he minister in the heavenly sanctuary in our behalf? Um, he ascended to minister in the heavenly sanctuary in our behalf. What's that mean? On our behalf. I did, well, I, I would say for our benefit, I think it would be. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That he, that not he, he not in our place. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He intercedes for us. Uh, let's see. That, that is that has a good confession of the two natures, so that it doesn't get to the genus idiomaticum specifically, but it gets awfully close. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I can use my buzzword there if that counts. All right, well, one more. Look, this is the way you can tell the difference. Uh, either baptism or the Lord's Supper. This is always where the you can kind of shake this thing out. So let's do Lord's Supper, uh, number 16, and then I'm going to make a guess here. Okay. The Lord's Supper is a participation in the emblems of the body and blood of Christ as an expression of faith in him, our Lord and Savior. In this experience of communion, Christ is present to meet and strengthen his people. As we partake, we joyfully proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Preparation for the supper includes self-examination, repentance, and confession. The master ordained the service of foot washing to signify renewed cleansing, uh-huh. to express a willingness to serve one another in Christ-like humility, and to unite our hearts in love. The communion service is open to all believing Christians. Ah, yes, okay. Who, now, who, this, so this is... Um now this is an older church body it has to be because it it was um oh this was written when pe- people still cared about doctrine <laughs> I don't think you find <laughs> anything like this in a new church um this this foot is it the uh, is it the uh, Seventh Day Adventists who have the foot washing uh, that goes along with the Lord's Supper as a memorial gift etc I'm not sure uh I think that's um. You're not sure. I th- I think this is Seventh Day Adventist. Church. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh man, I thought you were poking around in the dark. I can't believe you got it. <laughs> wow. I was talking to a Seventh Day Adventist the other day, and they said, "Do you do foot washing?" Oh. So, well, I I just I mostly wash my own. <laughs> was there anything in? I mean, other than the Lord's Supper, is there anything else that that gave that away? Um. No, I mean, I, I'm sure that if we knew this a little bit better, that, I mean, that someone who's come out of Seventh-day Adventists, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the language they use all the time. Because, you know, each kind of theological culture has its own language. And so there was a lot of 
different kind of language in that that I that I'm not familiar with. I mean, even just the idea, you know, ministering in the he- heavenly sanctuary. Well, I, you know, I understand where it comes from, but uh, um, or or the great controversy to have the whole thing kind of sculpted out like this. It seems like you know the um, Seventh Day Adventists came out of the same region and time when the Mormons and Jehovah's Witness did, and there was this great kind of going back to the fundamental. I don't know a better language for it, Christian mythology, mm-hmm. <coughs> so that the Mormons have all this stuff about all these things that happened before creation. And I, I don't wonder if the Seventh-day Adventists have some of that as well. Now, if and if I, I knew this a little bit better, you might know more about this than me, Evan, But because the Seventh-day Adventists used to be a lot more kooky than they are now. I think they've... They've become less fundamentally kooky, and now they're kooky on the edges. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know either. I heard a, pa- a LCMS pastor one time say, and I don't know if I can back this up, but he said they, they almost started out as a cult, but uh, kind of reformed their theology, actually become a Christian body. So, I don't know. We'll have to look into that, but uh, after this, we're going to play uh, Bible Beat. Don't go away. Table Talk Radio, where theology meets immaturity. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. It is time for Bible Bee. Today's the Bible Bee uh, features special epiphany texts. And uh, with this, we also play law and or gospel. So the Bible Bee portion of this is where Pastor Wolfner and I give each other uh, sections uh, from Scripture. I think there's three rounds, three verses, one verse, and then one word. And then the contestant then has to guess, determine which book of the Bible that this particular verse appears? Uh, Pastor, we're familiar. How does the law gospel section work? Well, the law. The, remember, the Bible is divided up into two basic teachings: the law, which is what we're to do and what we don't do, and why God is mad at us, and then the gospel, which is what Christ has done, which is why God is not mad at us anymore. So, the the death of Jesus, the forgi- promise of the forgiveness of sins, etc. The the law condemns. The gospel forgives. The Law commands, the gospel gives. The the law accuses, the gospel absolves. So th- this is the distinction between law and gospel, and we always want to keep this distinction in mind as we're reading through the scriptures and hearing sermons and everything else. Yeah, I was thinking about writing um, an, a little article, maybe for our website, tabletalkradio.org, um, and maybe I could be a guest blogger on your blog, huh? Yeah, the worldwide formula. Yeah, would that be all right? Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about writing an article about what's what's so radical about Lutheranism, and I think one of the the, the items that have to be included in this article is uh, not only law gospel, but the the maybe the more radical thing is the application of law and gospel, uh, and so that you have uh, two different situations in which law and gospel need to be uh, applied. In the one case, you have someone who does not repent of their sins. Uh, does not find themselves afoul of the of the law of God, and they then need to hear the law. They need to hear about how God's wrathful to them, and, th- and that's that is 
radical because most churches you go to, uh, they don't want to talk much about sin. But if, if, if those people, Christians or not, walk into a church and they are not repentant for their sins, they do need to hear the law. Uh, the other person then is the one who is repentant for their sins, who are broken and, and sorry for what they've done. Uh, this person does not need nor should they hear about um, God's wrath or what God demands of them. Rather, this person only needs to hear about what Christ has accomplished on their behalf. Uh, by his death and, and resurrection, he has, has forgiven, won the forgiveness, taken on the, the punishment that God has for sin upon himself. And so there's no more than wrath um, of God for that penitent sinner. And that is radical because, uh, again, most people go to church on Sunday morning and what do they hear? Uh, you know they're they're broken and crumbled for their sins, and they hear about how you need to uh, to lead a, a better successful life, and that is uh, a misapplication of law and gospel. Right. So Bible B, uh, I'll, I'm glad you had that went on and on about that because now I've got all my verses <laughs> lined up. Well, I'll give I'll give my verse to you first, so you can uh, <laughs> you can have a little bit more time. Okay, you're oh, for- I'm ready. I'm ready now. Ooh, I am. I, re- I even found a one-word clue for you. Really? Okay. As you were as you were audio guest blogging <laughs> on the Worldwide Wolfmuller. Doesn't that name for the website just roll off your tongue? Worldwide Wolfmuller. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about calling it WWW for short. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of something original. Boy, that's, yeah, that's good. Boy, you must have spent a lot of time thinking about that. Yeah, I know, man. All right. Here's all your, the time here, I should have been doing show prep. <laughs> here's your round one for Bible right, B Epiphany text. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her what? into the south. What? What? And allure her. Are you reading from the Bible? Yeah. All right. And and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Oh. Therefore, okay. or sorry, and there I will give her her vineyards. And make the valley of Achor a door of hope, and she will, uh, and there she will answer as in the days of her youth, at the as at the time when she came out in the land of Egypt, and in the day declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and no longer you will call me my Baal. Oh yeah, that's an incredible. Th- you will no longer call me my Baal. Baal is the Hebrew or, or, and, and ancient, what also Aramaic and all this for Lord, um, or like husband kind of Lord, like um, that's what Baal means. So you will call me my husband and no longer my Baal. Hmm. This is a prophet's, and I, I can't remember exactly what prophet it is. I, although I've looked at this text not too long ago, uh, and so I'm thinking maybe something like Hosea. Or, um, I no, I think it is Hosea. I think it's the prophet Hosea because there's a lot, there's a lot of that in Hosea, especially with um, uh, the idolatry and adultery being, um, you know, uh, being the same. Uh, I'm going to say Hosea. Hmm. Prophet Hosea. I'm not sure. (laughs) Just kidding. 200 (laughs) points. That's right. Hey, wait a minute. Do I get a 200 points also for getting uh, yeah, Seventh-day Adventist? You, yeah, so you're up to 400 now, and I'll give you and 200 more. Use my buzzword? If you can get what? I remember I used my buzzword. You did? Genus idiomaticum? We, yeah, I remember oh, because I said, you hey, said they didn't ha- talk about it? They didn't get all the way to it. No. <laughs> oh, that's cheap. All right. Well, that's, if it's going to get you, we haven't used a buzzword in like two months on this show. <laughs> We're going to just have to stretch a little bit. All right, 200 for name that church, buddy. 200 for name that Bible passage, Hosea. 
200 for the buzzword. I'm giving myself 200. All right. oh, is that all right? 200? 200 sure. for the law gospel answer I'm about to give. That's a total of eight. <laughs> well, you better give it to us then. Uh, this is, uh, okay, so read the text again. <laughs> Just give me the meat of it. The beef. You will no longer um, call me my Baal, but my but my Lord. This is well. It's both. This is both law and gospel, but chiefly this is gospel because the Lord is saying, "Hey, remember, I I brought you out uh, in from the wilderness into the land. I brought you out of Egypt and gave you this. I'm going to do it again. I'm still in in spite of all of your unfaithfulness. I'm still tending to you, taking care of you, uh, blessing you, caring for you, all of this sort of thing. I'm still doing this. So I'm still." Um, uh, I am st- uh, I am still your Lord. I am still your God, and I will still save you. So this is a, a promise of gospel. All right, 200 more points. Uh, one, two, is that 800? 800 points now? Whew. I don't, I'm, I'm all of a sudden, my heart is flustering with all these points. It's like I've won the lottery. <laughs> oh, Kids, we're going to Disneyland! <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think table tack radio points are worth that much, but... Okay. Here you go. Ready? I'm ready. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Ah, this is the first miracle of Jesus, at least the first recorded miracle of Jesus. And uh, it only appears in... um, one book. It does not appear in the Synoptic Gospels, which I think was a buzzword uh, a week or two ago. So I don't know if you I can't get have old buzz. They expire after a week. <laughs> they get old and you got to throw them out. I want to know if Table Talk Radio points roll over. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't someone keeping track of all the points? Yeah, I, at some point. Yeah, one of our uh, our friends uh, from uh, McPherson, Kansas, is doing that. I think I think he got tired of listening to the show. So he, he had to quit. <laughs> um, anyway. Don't blame him. <laughs> this show involves too much math. <laughs> Points uh, and Latin and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, forget that. Uh, oh, this is this is from the Gospel of John, uh, the wedding at Cana. Uh, it's in the first couple chapters, uh, one or two. John, John 2, maybe? You trying to get extra points? Yeah. Is that right? That's right. John chapter 2. Whew. Boom, boom. Okay, now read read the passage again for Law Gospel. Okay. Whoops. I've already gone to the next one. Uh, when Jesus was in Cana. Okay, on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. <laughs> well, I, well, I, hey, you, now take the whole text. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you go to do law gospel and the whole deal, not just yeah, yeah. you know. Um, eight well, days later, they went to Bethany. <laughs> law or gospel? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. So in this, in this, of course, we know that that Jesus uh, does turn water into wine. He he provides this. Um, uh, what what uh, maybe to some of us would seem like a uh, a, a little thing. Um, but but he he provides uh, he provides wine. So I mean I th- I think I mean this is gospel that that, that he's giving us giving us gifts. Uh, but we can remember that that God even cares uh, for us in the the things that we that we need in this life, as we as we confess in the first article of the creed. 
Um, so I, I think this is gospel. Uh, yes, I'd say so. Sweet. Do I get Concur. points? Yeah, I get 200 points for that. So you get, okay, so let's see, 200 points for the <laughs> book, 1,000 points for the chapter, 200 points for Law and Gospel. That's 1,400 points. Ooh. Now, if you want an extra 10,000 points, you can try to guess the verse. <laughs> oh, good. Um, of the verse that you... Uh... But if you get it wrong, <laughs> you lose 10,000. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm game. Now, I just have to guess one of the verses of the three you read. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was pretty early, so I'm going to guess verse 5 ought to cover it. <laughs> verse 1, 2, and 3. Really? Ah. Yeah, minus 10,000. Okay, you're listening to Table Soccer Radio. <laughs> We've only completed the first round of Bible Bee, but we're going to attempt to get the other two in after this commercial break. Uh, we want to hear from you about your theological questions or comments by calling our toll-free number 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-SOLA. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. The Stone Bible. You really are listening to Table Talk Radio. Back to Table Talk Radio, playing Law and or Gospel Bible B with Epiphany Texts. And, and Pastor Wolfner is still waking up over there, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right? Am I boring you? All right, let's get quick. No, back no, to no, you're fine. I, I'm trying to stop laughing. I'm reading through our Facebook fan page on our the points are like thing here. Yeah? Oh. You got some good ones? I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to hear what, what your points are worth oh, at the end. Boy. Here's the one I... Uh, uh, Here's one that I won't use because uh, the points are like expanding in mission by putting together a puzzle. <laughs> That's a bit of an inside joke. Well, you can uh, be, be in uh, on so that joke that if you go back and listen to one of our past shows. Uh, I'll look yeah. that up while you're while you're talking. Yeah. Okay. So you're uh, now. What are we doing here? Are we ready for? Uh, I'm ready. No, you got to give me a round. Here. Oh, okay. 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 I, th- I don't think this... Here's another. The points are like distracting a rodeo bull with a radio clown. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would look like. Yeah. We should try it. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think we should try it. Um, okay, here's your one verse for Bible B. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live and you and your descendants. 
Lachayam, Lachayam for life. That's uh, I know this verse because of um, Octavian in the Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> uh, so this is well, it, this could be two options. This is uh, this is the old covenant talk. The Lord says, "Look at here. You guys got two options. You can live or you can die." <laughs> uh, so here's your here's your choices. Now this is how Moses will talk, especially in Deuteronomy, as he's preparing the people to cross over the River Jordan and take the Promised Land. And but also you know uh, Joshua will talk like this when he's uh, when they're doing the same, getting ready to cross over to the Promised Land. Uh, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, etc. You know he says. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna guess uh, the Book of Deuteronomy. That is correct. Now, see, I think this is a verse that a lot of semi-Pelagians would use uh, to try and say... Did you find a semi-Pelagian text, proof text so you could use your buzzword? <laughs> Wouldn't you like That's to know? That's pretty good thinking. No, this is this is one of the, the epiphany texts um, in one of the three-year series ones. I don't remember which one. Now, um, I'm giving you... By, I'm going to give you 200 points for your getting... The, wait. Oh, I got that right. <laughs> Yeah, he, I was gonna give you points for getting for the. No, you need to give me points for uh, for my yeah, buzzword. buzzword. Okay, I'm gonna give you 300 points for your buzzword, so bringing you up to, to a, a total of negative 8,300. <laughs> Good. Whew. I'm like I'm like the Denver Broncos right now. I'm just I'm just going for the uh, first round draft pick. Yeah, Denver Broncos and Denver State Denver City government. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> okay, now this is uh this is law. This is law talk here uh, because it's um, I mean it, it's, it's slightly tricky, but this is old covenant the way it goes. You you have the option now. The Lord has done all this work for you. I mean He's rescued you from slavery. He's given you the land. He's He's established the temple, which is gospel. Um, he's He's going to plant you there and give you all these gifts. And now he has uh, his law, do this and don't do that, and you do it. And there are benefits that come from keeping the law and uh, curses that come from breaking the law. Now, just because there's a benefit from keeping the law doesn't make it gospel. It's still law. So this is, uh, this is, text, is a text of law. Yeah, very good. By the way, if you want to uh, be on the inside joke of the the puzzle thing, go listen to show 121 on tabletalkradio.org, and uh, you'll be you'll be Is that in the, the name know. your favorite church bureaucrat. It's uh, no, no no it's show 121. Pastor Wolf Miller's first work as an LCMS bureaucrat. <laughs> Brother. All right. Okay. Um, I believe it's time for you to give me round two. Yeah, round two, one verse. Is this our last segment? Do we got to move this thing along here? Last segment. We have uh, about five minutes left. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Right. Uh, now, this is, now th- you got to think. Now, I, don't, uh, I want you to be careful on this, because okay. this is a tricky one. I think it is. I almost... Uh, almost you, you almost up. jumped to the obvious guess here. Well, <laughs> while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and yeah. sudden a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, "This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased to hear him." So, yeah, are there two or three places we see this? Uh, this is my beloved son. Is it two or is there three? Two. Yeah. Two. Okay. So the two places are first at, at the baptism of Jesus. And secondly, at uh, the Mount of Transfiguration. 
and so uh, uh, I think that you uh, highlighted that nicely. That that while he was still speaking, uh, it, oh wait, never shut up. I, I think this is the transfiguration. Uh, I think the, the 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 one that we always go to would be baptism. But I think this is the Mount of Transfiguration. Now both uh, of those, by the way, are epiphany texts, so that doesn't help you any much, any, right. because uh, the baptism of Jesus is eight days after the epiphany of our Lord, on the octave of epiphany, and then the last Sunday of epiphany season is always a transfiguration. So both, since we're doing epiphany texts, this could be either way. Yeah, and m- more importantly for this game is what book of the Bible does it appear in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this isn't uh, name that event of Christ's life, <laughs> um, although we should play sometime. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I I know. I know it appears in the Gospel of Luke. Um, I'm not sure what other Gospels it appears in, so I'm just going to have to go with what I know and say uh, the Gospel according to St. Luke. Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Uh. The Transfiguration is in, is in all the synoptics. It's uh, Matthew and Mark and Luke. This is Matthew chapter 7. Want to guess at the verse for an, a stab at <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> Uh, I don't know the book, but I know the verse. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure this is verse 13. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, look. And now for 10 uh, minus 1,800. <laughs> what well, verse up. was it? I'm never going to get out of it. Uh, verse 5, sorry. Ah, verse five. Uh, that was okay, law gospel. Guess. Look, I'm going to give you 20,000. No, no. To, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll give you 20,000 points for law and gospel if you can get this right. Oof. Okay. Well, I, by the way, I'm looking up uh, the parallel version so I can see if this is actually the same or different. Mm. So I, I might get some points if it's the same. Uh, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you points if it's okay. if it's the exact same. Okay. Um, the Mount of Transfiguration, Law or Gospel? Uh, I am going to say that this is Gospel because. Um, we have uh, you know a few of, of of Matthew's favorite disciples here, Peter, James, and John, and uh, they're they're gathered with with Jesus, and they and they see they see Jesus in his full glory with um, Elijah and Moses. Um, but I, I think that the gospel here really comes in this and uh, and what what we hear from from heaven. This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Um, is it is it in uh, Matthew? Uh, does it also say listen to him? Did you say that? In, yeah, it, uh, hear him. Or in in fact, all three Matthew, Mark, and Luke all say listen to him. Hmm. Quoting Deuteronomy nineteen nineteen. But you know, it's in the words of Jesus we have we have eternal life as we, as we you know hear Peter say, you know, Lord, where else would we go? In, in you uh, are the words of eternal life. Um, so I mean, it, so so the, 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 that God. Um, the father is is um, pleased by the work of his son, and this work of his son is accounted to us. Um, you have to make a little a little uh, some some implications here, but I'm, I'm going to go with gospel. Yeah, I think you could say both law and gospel in this. Because, well, here here's the next verse in Matthew. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and they were violently afraid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that you have this kind of overwhelming boom. This, so this is a second commandment thing. You know, do not. Uh, misuse the name of the Lord your God, that we hear his word, a third commandment, that we hear his word, and the word that we listen to is Jesus, so that we know exactly where to go to. We don't listen to our heart or whatever. 
our feelings. We listen to Jesus. That's the word. That's that, that's who God tells us to listen to. And any other listening to anyone else is a, is a deadly sin. But when we listen to Jesus, you're right. And we hear that God is pleased is, with him and he's pleased with us. This is maybe a good text to use when you're talking, when you're on your um, uh, praise song is mysticism harangue. That when we when we look at the uh, the, uh, the the presence of God that that our our, our beloved praise song writers are, are talking about, um, this is the kind of presence they're drawing us into. So so we you know if we're really being drawn into drawn into the presence of God as they want us to be, we should be falling on our faces uh, in terror, uh, lest right. we are uh, given the uh, the blood of the blood of Christ for our forgiveness. So, well, yeah, one right. more round of Bible B and extra innings uh, just after right. this. Uh, don't go away. And we uh, thank you for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like giving CPR to a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Does that work? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. I don't think it does. Be careful if you try. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. Okay, thanks for sticking with us for the extra innings of Table Talk Radio. We have one more round for you on uh, Law and or Gospel, Bible B uh, with the Epiphany text, and it is, uh, we'll go with, to Pastor Wolfman there next. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your one word uh, is camels. Camels? Now, uh, so you're doing Old Testament, not New Testament. Uh, this is a very interesting thing. Is this only used in one place? Um, I don't know. It's only used in one place of the Epiphany text. Oh, um, so there is this. There's a couple, kind of uh, prophecies of the wise men coming to Jesus. And um, how, how did you search that? Did you limit your search to Epiphany text <laughs> and then do a? I just uh, read one of the Epiphany texts and figured, eh, what are the chances of this appearing again in another Epiphany text? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this there's a couple then there's a couple of these Old Testament promises that talk about the the camels coming the kings coming the the riches coming and this sort of thing there's one in Psalms uh, but I bet you didn't read the Psalms I bet you read only the prophets <laughs> oh, no, so Psalms um, so what is it there's this I there's this uh, in Isaiah the kings will come to him with frankincense and all of this I'm gonna guess Isaiah. You got it. Isaiah Ooh. 60, uh, verse 6 in particular says, A multitude of camels will cover you, the young camels of Midian and in Ephra. All those from Sheba will come. They will bring gold and frankincense. They will bear good news of the praises of the Lord. Yeah, and this is a promise of the wise men coming to see Jesus. This is... um. Uh, the, the law gospel. Let's see. This is here. here I, one of my favorite sermons from Luther is um is on this text when he talks about the foolishness of the wise men. He says here here are these three great kings or you know however many there are, and they're worshiping Jesus. They're bowing down and worshiping Jesus, and the people must have said, "What great fools these men are." Hmm. 
to do to worship this baby. So the the, the foolishness of worshiping Jesus he, he talks about. Uh, but it's it is um, it's in that foolishness that we have salvation. That when we look to this Jesus to receive salvation and forgiveness, and all of the gifts that He has for us, then then we we have them. Where does, so, uh, where does Luther I, talk I'm about say, that? Is that in one of sermons? Uh, one of his sermons, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like I that. Can find it there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I've quoted it in a sermon somewhere. I know. So uh, maybe if you check out the even, Worldwide Wolfmuller. <laughs> my old sermon archive on Hope Lutheran website, and I think I titled the sermon "The Foolishness of, of Worshiping Christ" for an Epiphany text. So, anyway, well, and then he put that on the church sign, and nobody came to church that day. <laughs> okay, uh, That's I'm, right. I'm not really counting your points anymore. <laughs> I, let's just say I won. <laughs> okay, let's just leave that, it at that. Uh, all right. I mean. Oh, <laughs> you, you you were gonna make a comeback. I was hoping you're making so, a comeback but... from negative eighteen thousand three hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. I, I've got one more chance. Let's 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 hear it. Here it is, and you'll you'll get this one for sure. Magi. Magi. I had to go to the Greek because in, if you do it in English, it's uh the you know wise men appears a number of times, but. Magi doesn't it uh, mm. appear that much? It's only one. Point. I think I should get extra points for getting this in the Greek. All right, I'll give you ten extra points. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I'm fairly sure this is in the Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Yes, I think I just told you that, didn't I? <laughs> no. Did you? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, okay. Good. I'll try it. All right. Uh, that's right. This is uh, so. This is the fulfillment of the text that you gave. Um, nice. I like how we planned that. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I found the sermon here. I was just trying to Luther. Te- oh yeah, here's so here's Luther. When the wise men had overcome their temptation to doubt, they were born again by the great joy. Uh, they were strong and took no offense at Christ. They had overcome in the trial. For although they entered a lowly hut and find a poor young wife with a poor little child and find less of royal appearance than the homes of their own servants presented, they are not led astray, but in a great, strong, living faith, they remove from their eyes and their minds whatever might attract and influence human nature with its pretense. And they follow the word of the prophet and the sign of the star in all simplicity, treat the child as a king, fall down before him, worship him, and offer him gifts. This is a strong faith indeed, for it casts aside many things which impress human nature. Perhaps there were some people present who thought, what great fools are these men to worship such a poor child? They must indeed be in a trance to make of him a king. Yeah, that, that's that's my answer for Law Gospel. Got it. All right. How that's many, how many, how many points do I get for one, that? One, uh, for the Luther quote, you get 10,000 points. Yeah. Am I still in the red? And minus <laughs> minus 8,300. Are you saying Luther's only worth 10,000 Table Talk Radio points? That's awful. How, how dare well, you? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the visit of the wise men. So the, here, here's a great, uh, uh, an opportunity here to point out some of the differences between the... Because remember, it's Matthew and Luke that have the nativity stories of our Lord Jesus. Mark doesn't have it. It starts right in with the preaching of John. Uh, John, the Gospel of John, starts in eternity, but then kind of skips forward. 
uh, to the preaching of John the Baptist. So Matthew and Luke have the nativity of our Lord. It's Luke that has the traditional Christmas story. It has the, you know, how Mary gets pregnant. It has the, the Magnificat and the... Um, and the Benedictus and, and all these great canticles, the singing, the visiting, the temple, all, all this um, Jewish stuff. The, the, it also has the shepherds. Uh, Matthew has the name of Jesus, uh, both Jesus and Emmanuel, the visit of the wise men, the flight to Egypt, and then the return to Nazareth. So those are the differences between the two, and they complement each other just beautifully, wonderfully. Yes, well, congratulations to those of you who made it to the end of the extra innings of Table Talk Radio. Um, I will give you all of my points. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the government selling debt. <laughs> we could just print more. Don't worry about it. Print some more. We'll just fabricate some more Table Talk Radio points for the next show. So, All right, that's it. No thanks, problem. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right.